Yay. Love it. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Yeah, okay. You got fine. What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Coming at you. Welcome to a new edition of Amp Radio, another MMA podcast. We're coming at you live and unfortunately unedited. We're coming at you live and unedited for Bellator 225, Mitrion versus Karatanov. I like the way Marco said it best. We'll take place this Saturday, guys, if you're waiting for August 24th at the Webster Bank Arena, closer to Proteus in Bridgepoint, Connecticut. The, air, the event will air in two places, guys, the Paramount Network and The Zone. That's how it's pronounced, The Zone. Of course, this will be the rematch. Guys, here we go. We always start from the bottom. Now we're here, started from the bottom. Now the whole gang, nothing. All right. Pam, you should, you should get that to- one. All right, you got that reference. All right, let's go to the beautiful Pam. We go hit it. Hey. <laughs> hey, I have, I have one or two words for you guys. Nate fucking Diaz. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. That's the Nick freaking Diaz army. All right. Oh, my God. You know yes, it is. Let's go to the, the premier Joe Hogan fan in Canada. That's right. We're going to the blue corner, Pam, but not the blue devil, devil blue corner. We're going to the corner that counts. To the oh light blue corner we go. Hit it. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me on the show tonight, DJ Tony. I appreciate it. Hey. And it is Curtis, the only is correct when you're not blue hosting? color that counts. <laughs> is it weird when you're not hosting? No, it's a it's a, a relief. I mean, uh, for the first two and a half years of this show, you hosted it, and uh, I just tried to get better uh, like you, and now uh, we're going back and forth, so... I love it when you host, man. It's it's uh, a, a completely different feel. Well, and I love the it when you call me Big Papa. Hoo-ha. I love exactly. it when you nothing. Okay, you know what? Let's, I love it when let's, you call me Big Papa. Big Papa. Thank you. <laughs> finally. Oh, my gosh. Finally. All right. You know what? Let's go to the man that counts. The man who stops everything when Anthony Pettis is in Texas, or maybe starts everything. Hit it. Marco from Ecuador. So, yeah, Anthony Perez uh, always remind me that we made babies every time he fights, but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I got a question because this uh, is in Paramount and the Sun, but CBS just pushes Viacom. Why don't they put this fight on CBS Sports, man? We don't need to see it on Paramount no more. When is that going to happen? I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's talk some MMA. Perfect. Marco, Marco always hits the cue. What's up? Marco, ooh, we got Pammy doing what? You know, we need to record Pammy doing what's up. All right, guys, we're going to do things a little different (laughs) because this card is super top heavy. And I'm talking like way super plastic uh, surgery here, top heavy, because after the main event, there's not much top heavy. Uh oh. Ooh, shout out to Pam Anderson after the surgery enhanced stuff. I don't, I don't know if she got unenhanced throughout the years. That's for damn sure. But it's, I think it's life taking the, getting the way. Ooh, uh, guys, let's, we're going to do something different life here. Because Tommy. Everyone has a take. Everyone has good takes. But we're going to break this card down a little different. Everyone's going to choose a fight. And we're going to go with that fight. And we're going to explain why it's so great or why it's worth watching on this one. We could, like always, start from the bottom. Now we're here. Marco, we will go to you for Bellator 225. Which is the fight that you think is most captivating? Did we lose Marco? 
My bad. It's me, Trion versus Caritano, man. I forgot to press the unmute button. That's my fault. But, uh, yeah, you see only five Ramirez on this card. Uh, they're in Connecticut again. I mean, Matt Bajon has been in Connecticut four times in a row. I guess he's a permanent resident there now because that's what Bellator want to do with him. But uh, the, uh, we really, I already picked Mitrion to beat Caritano the first time. Uh, never mind the, the kick in the nuts. Uh, I'm going to pick Mitrion to knock <laughs> Caritano again. I think uh, at this stage of their, their careers, Mitrion is just a little bit more athletic and a little bit better. And, uh, you know, Caritano is not going to go and try to double leg uh, freaking uh, Mitrion. Mitrion is, is a larger range of fire, and he can knock out power. So yeah, I'm going to pick Mitrion by knockout on the first. And, uh, by the way, did you guys know what uh, Pam Anderson's nickname for her boobs were? No. Lefty and Lumpy. She mentioned it on the panel. And the Pamela Anderson rose in uh, Comedy Central years and years ago. She named, she, she divulged the, name, the nicknames. There you go. That's some <laughs> trivia for you. Darn, I, yeah. I didn't know that. And That's that, by the way, Marco, is one of the best roasts of that era. Everybody was on fire on that one. Good call. And Marco, by the way, so Mitrion, a minus 115 favorite, and Karatonov, sure I'm butchering that, the OV, a minus 105. So I guess this is a pick Marco. Is that a fair it's a, It is. That is basically a pick yeah. That is basically a pick I still favor Mitrion. I don't know why the odds are so close. I, I don't see it. But, you know, I guess they, they think Karitano is a, like, in, on paper, he's a much decorated striker, but he hasn't beat anybody of of a real name in ages, man. And ages and ages. So that's what I'm picking, Mitrion. Well, let's just hope it's not uh, sack gate number two. Nothing. All right, I'll give myself crickets on that one. We go to the beautiful Pam. Beautiful Pam, we go. Which is Hi. your spotlight fight of the night <laughs> from Bellator 225? I am doing. Uh, Dave Rickles and Yaroslav Amosov. That kind of matches a little bit, or rhymes a little bit. So, Dave Rickles, you know, I always, he has been always one of my favorites. He is the pound for pound champion of walkouts. You know this, and you cannot dispute this. <laughs> I myself have a collection of T Rexes above my bed. But anyway, so we are, this fight is dad bod versus hot bod. Uh, both of these guys, 5'11", uh, David Rickles, 72-inch reach versus Amosov with the 76-inch reach. Um, this guy, you know, it was really hard to find information about him, but I am gathering that he is a wrestler, question mark. Um, He's an OV. <laughs> the, the first top fighters on his list were all on losing streaks. This guy is 21 and 0 versus Dave Rickles, who's 20, 21 and 5. Let me give you their stats. David Rickles, 7 KOs, 6 subs, 8 decisions by wins, uh, 4 KOs, and 1 decision losses. Uh, the other dude, 8 KOs, 9 subs, and 4 decisions are his wins. Um, I'm picking Dave Rickles. I, I think. Um, his dad bod is going to store some energy versus hot bod. You know, all those <laughs> muscles take, uh, and, you know, use up uh, oxygen. And I think uh, Dave Rickles, he's just creative and he's crazy. And I think he has just a little bit more experience. And I think he is going to surprise us with the second round TKO. Yeah, trying to put 175 pounds so they create a 165 pound by default. That's what that's because Wow. Marco in the twilight. Well, guys, let's keep going and shout out to Kiev in the Ukraine. Proteus, before to you, before I go to you, let me go my real quick spotlight of the fight, and it should be spotlight of the fight. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, do we have um, do we have numbers on this fight or not? We do not. Odds on this fight. We do not because okay. guess what? Best fight odds, but. There's only one fight where, I swear to God, they only have one <laughs> one fight with odds. Isn't, that tells you, I guess, okay. everything, right? All righty. <laughs> Which isn't good. All right, guys. But you Save know your what? money, folks. Save your money. I'm not going to let you guys down, guys, because on this card, Proteus, not only do we have a Gracie, but Alejandra, junkie favorite, Alejandra Azul Lara. 
women's flyweight. And this fighter, guys, if she has nothing else, she's got, well, she's a good darn fighter. But boy, she's got charisma, guys, like literally oozing everywhere. Alejandra Lara will fight at 7-3. She will fight new promotional newcomer Taylor Turner at a whopping, get this, Proteus, Alejandra, 25 years young, 7-3. She will fight 36-year-old. Get ready for this record, Marco. 3-5. Válgame Dios. Nothing? Cricket? On the 3-5? A whopping 3-5, Proteus? That's all you need to know about Bellator. I got her at 2-4 on the Bellator website, brother, just so you know. Even worse. Okay, so right. they, each two and four, three and five on sure dogs. Does it matter, guys? You get better points. You get better records on regional MMA. Wow. Poor, and I don't mean poor Taylor, Taylor Turner. She's not a good fighter, but I'm taking Alejandra Lara. How about be a submission in the second round? So we won't enjoy okay. uh, her too long. Uh, Proteus, let's go to you. What is your spotlight fight for the heavy <laughs> two two five card? Those are two two five. Yeah, I'm going to go with the co-main event here, brother. Uh, it seems like your buddy Scotty Cokes uh, wanted to have this uh, card <laughs> heavy on the heavyweight division, going to the main event and the co-main event in the heavyweight division. Of course, that seems to be Bellator's most exciting division right now of course we're going to have Czech Congo for, versus your boy for the championship uh, Ryan Darth Bader but let's I digress I'm going to take uh, Vitaly Minakov versus Javi Alaya uh, we've talked about both of these guys in the past and I think that uh, Minakov is going to be able to get this one done uh, DJ Tony I mean he and in Bellator He's looking pretty good. Uh, you know, the last oh, yeah. uh, loss against Czech Congo, I mean, split, I mean, decision um, in the third. But, of course, the fight before that, he also fought, fought Czech Congo to a win in the decision in round five. Uh, so I think this one is one we need to keep our eyes on in the heavyweight division, DJ Tony. Uh, I'm going to take um, Minikov, actually. I'm going to take him um, early. I'm going to take him in the second round. Uh, by TKO. Addendum, let's not forget Nick Newell is on this card, too. Yeah, of course. we got to mention Nick Newell. Um, I mean, what, what can we say too much about, though, uh, Marco? Like, is this what we wanted to see for Nick Newell in, in his career moving forward? Is this what we wanted to see for him? Uh, with his one-five uh, signing deal with Bellator, uh, they, they, you know they only did this so he could sell tickets in Connecticut because they're from the area. You know that. No, I get it. That's true. I mean, but I mean, five. He's fighting Corey Browning, uh, five and two. You know, I mean, I I, I would expect Nick Newell is going to get this one done, brother. I hope so. I'm rooting for him. But the okay, sorry, the DJ Tony. Uh, like, like, like we said, we looked at this promotional back practice that they had him on the prelims. Nick Newell is a ticket exactly. seller for the area. He should be on the main card. But you know, Scotty Coase is going to do what Scotty Coase does. I, I actually think Nick Newell can fight guys on on uh, on a regional basis. I don't know about the the UFC, but man, he's he's legit, right? So I know that people like to think of him as just the the guy with one arm, right? But Nick Newell is is legit. So yeah, props to you guys for bringing that up, um, guys. By the way, I have to say this: Vitaly Minikoff, dead on. Assuming assuming Dirk Nowitzki was a little heavier and a little shorter. Would look exactly like Vitaly Minikoff. I kid you not. So shout out to Vitaly Vitaly Minikoff, uh, twenty-one and one guys. And of course, our boy, yep. like uh, like Proteus said, Javi, as in Javier, Javi Ayala. Uh, what are they? What's his nickname? He has an odd nickname. Um, Pretty boy or something. I don't know. It's like something like that. Really? I guess. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my criticism of Velator right now because why in the fuck? Don't you have the former heavyweight champion that never lost his freaking title, Vitaly Medico fighting Ryan Bader in a state of Czech freaking Congo? Right. There you go. Imagine if Czech Congo becomes the, becomes the champion of Bellator, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean... especially, especially after <laughs> a freaking Scotty Cox posted that, that Instagram picture of 
freaking Vader with three belts. I know who is the best heavyweight in the world. I mean, I love Mr. Ryan Vader, but I'm, I'm sorry. Come on, who he he, he beat a dinosaur feather, a magnetron, you know, for better or for worse, was you know chased out of the USC, and and, and a key mode that is not not even a heavyweight. Uh, give me a break, man. I mean, a good for Ryan Bader for collecting belts, but I told you they can get those in a Happy Meal in a in freaking McDonald's if you want to. Ouch. Hey, you know who, who else is on this card that I just noticed? Um, Ricky Bandejas is on this card. Do you remember when he took out James Gallagher yeah. in that first round? That's his claim Bandejas, to fame, and yeah. then he two uh, two losses off after that. So that's interesting. Yeah. He's like way down Ricky on the flags. card. Bellator is going to Bellator, man. That's all I have to say. Unfortunately, I think you're right. But you know what? Conry Gracie's also on this card, guys. So worth uh, watching any time there's a Gracie, allegedly, uh, on that card. Guys, let's move on. We're going to move to what we really, like Pam was saying, the real main event. That's right. We're going there. Mm-hmm. Marco, let's go to the UFC 241 Rewind. Hit it. Rewind. that's right guys this took place last saturday and everybody and their grandmother including get to the chapa was there ufc 241 cormier versus miocic 2 and some bad dancing proteus i think we might have to give the champ some dancing lessons because i don't know what the hell that Uh, was but it certainly wasn't i I thought it was better than valentina hey hashtag you know what Pam brought it up. <laughs> and our new sponsor, Haterade, brought to you by Pam. <laughs> Shout out to Haterade. Oh Let's my do God. this, guys. Marco, we go to the main event. We went. DC Daniel Cormier lost to Steve Miocic. Sodius, I'm throwing to you on this one in terms of who uh. got this fight right. All right, so let's go ahead and review the numbers here, ladies and gentlemen. This was a really close one, except for Pam. Uh, this is probably the most points that have been scored this year by everybody, except for Pam, because Pam had a terrible week. Sorry, Pam. Uh, oh, so shut it up. Really <laughs> it was really close, guys. Uh, Marco and DJ Tony, it came right down to the spotlight fights of the night, because Marco, uh, with, your, uh, with Sanhagen in the decision, and, of course, uh, Tony, you had Mazo also by decision. So, um, with the, uh, saying all that, uh, DJ Tony, you took down the week with uh, seven points. Marco, followed by Marco with six points, followed by D, uh, Proteus with five points, followed by Pam with two. So, uh, there you are, DJ Tony. <laughs> and I bet, well, and I bet let her. me interject. <laughs> let me interject. I won the most important fight of the night, and that's all that matters. That's right, Tammy. But before we get to that important fight, let's go back to Marco. Marco, heavyweight, Stipe, over Cormier. Talk about it. Okay. First of all, saying that if Stipe won the dancing competition against Shevchenko, I mean, Valentina is a, a dancing champion in Peru, man. Come on. I mean, dude. Come on. He himself was a barrel after that little dance he did. I was a barrel for him, but I was happy. I was so happy. Uh, it was a fantastic fight. Uh, I saw going into the fourth round, this was my personal opinion, uh, DC was up three rounds to nothing, and that the first round for me was a 10-8 because DC was so dominant. I mean, thinking, hosting uh, Stipe up, on, on, his, on his, over his head, and I'm uh, just looking for a place to slam him. I, I was, I said, I was like, uh, the ghost of freaking Rose Namajunas came to mind, you know. Oh, please don't get a spike on the head, or you're gonna get knocked out. But Stevie, you know, braced himself, and it was good. But that first round was so dominant for for DC. And then slowly but surely, Stevie started, you know, making his case. These things to hit each other with everything but the kitchen sink. Within the two of them, 300 significant punches in a in a fight. At a fight round, they won five rounds. Yeah, they broke a record for most punches thrown, significant punches thrown on a heavyweight fight. And um, then the fourth round came out, and Stephen found that uh, shot to the liver. 
14 times he hit PC in the liver, man, in the, in the, in the, in the body, in the rib, the rib cage area. And that overhand right came. I knew it was so good, man. Uh, I, for, for me, the, the consequences of this fight are obvious. I mean, I, I was telling people on the post show in Series X7 and then subsequently on the other shows on Series that the biggest loser that night was John Jones because he saw his meal ticket with DC evaporate. You know, the, the, this is a fight with DC where he would have made anything within 10 to $50 million on earnings and it's stupid to call his cookies and run away with it. Now everybody's talking about the trilogy with uh, Stipe and DC, and good for that. Let them make all the money. John Jones, if he wants to make uh, that kind of money, he's going to have to move to heavyweight and fight the winner of that trilogy because that is the only fight that matters right now. Stipe is one, uh, one, uh, one fight. DC got the other fight. They are 1-1. One, one. You need to have the rubber match, and nothing else matters. If John Jones doesn't matter right now. He can, he can you know, beat up all the, the people with no names at light heavyweight and... Uh, Francis Ngannou don't matter right now because he this is the trilogy. We need to settle this this matter. I don't want DC to retire, not just yet. Get the rubber match, get that big truck full of money and, and, and gold bonions uh, back up into your, par- uh, into your parking <laughs> garage and, uh, and get this fight, make this fight happen because Steve and DC deserve to get paid. They're finally getting the respect of the two best heavyweights of our era. We need this. It's Ali Fraser for MMA, make it happen. Shout out to, by the way, Marco, who who dropped uh, Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. Got to put that one in. Uh, right on the money, Marco, on that one. Listen, I'll just give my two cents quickly before I go to Pam on this one. Um, I don't know what DC was doing. I don't know if he got early wind of the Nate Diaz uh, uh, after party and something happened between the third and fourth round. I get the kicks. They were solid. But some, DC was up three rounds to nothing, guys, clearly. And all of a sudden, he kept doing that zombie thing. I'm stealing that from Ghost. And the post-fight show, they read the official cards. The ones that they, even though they didn't go to the judges' scorecard, they read the cards that, that, that were submitted. Because they, 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 they still submit the cards, irregardless. They read the cards. And going into the four, it was 2-1 on two judges and three rounds to no one, one judge scorecard. Right. No, I mean, to clarify, nobody knows if a car, if the decision, if it would have even gone to a decision. That's what I'm saying. Not, oh, not okay, yeah. The, I mean, the, right. Right. But either way, guys, any way you want to look at it, just DC walking like he's part of, like, Call of Duty zombie with his arms straight out trying to handhold. That was dumb, guys, or weird, or maybe he was concussed, and we didn't know about it. But that was odd. Uh, Pam, we go to you. Stipe mm-hmm. defeats Cormier. What say you? Well, first of all, I'm going to say I love when Dana's plans are foiled. I love when somebody comes in (laughs) and just fucks his shit up. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I did pick DC, but but truth be told, and and I posted this on Twitter. I said, you know, I I would be sad if DC loses, loses, but I I would feel good for uh, Stipe and and vice versa. If if Stipe would have lost, I would have felt bad for him, but but happy for DC. So I I, I think the better man won, won the fight. Um, and like I say, I, I love that that Steve just foiled Dana's plans. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, bless his heart. Um, and then he found out that same night that his dad uh, didn't have cancer. I think it was. I was watching on the um, oh, thank God the agony. And he found out that his dad uh, didn't have cancer. So that that was. That, that was good, but um, it was a, it was it was a good fight until it wasn't for DC and um, you know come back stronger or do your thing. But how about don't come fight. back? Yeah, relax. Uh, uh, Proteus, Pam's right and and Marco's right. I think everyone's right on 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 this one. Performance of the night, of course, is Stipe and Kama worthy. We're not going to go to the fight of the night yet because we have that on the docket. Proteus, what say you? Yeah, okay, so uh, first of all, let's start with uh, the California Commission releases how much uh, both fighter weighed after uh, the weigh-in when they Ooh. were fighting on fight night. Uh, Cormier uh, gained 11 pounds getting into the octagon. Stipe lost 3 pounds. So 
Um, I don't know if that's where we want to start there, guys, but it did, to me, look like I, Daniel Cormier. Go ahead. Can I have an addendum on that? Popeye's chicken. Jimmy Smith uh, was talking about that uh, on a, just before the show. According to the sources, I, I take this for what it's worth, when, when he weighed in the next day, uh, DC was uh, fully clothed and right after a meal. So that had at least five or six pounds, you know? That, yeah, that, I don't give a shit, report. Marco. Thank you for bringing that up, though, but I don't give a shit. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what Jimmy Smith said, and we all love and respect Jimmy Smith. Right, right. Okay. Anyways, so Daniel Cormier looked like he was coming into this fight, had a great first round, guys. I do agree with you 100%. Picked Stipe up, lugged him around for a period of time, and put him down on the ground. And then in the second round looked like uh, he had spent all of his gas carrying Stipe on his back. Um, he did not try to wrestle again. Uh, he, like you say, DJ Tony just tried to poke Stipe in the eye with his zombie r- routine. And I, I do believe uh, that he did poke uh, Stipe in the eye a number of times in this fight. And if you go back to their first fight, uh, Daniel Cormier did definitely poke Stipe Miocic in the eye right before the knockout. Um, just saying. Um, Daniel Cormier looked very, very tired in this fight. He seemed like he was uh, content to go rock'em, sock'em robots with Stipe Miocic. If you look at both of their faces in the post-fight press conference, clearly both of those gentlemen received some punches to the face. Um, uh, the the uh, what we the skepticism that we went into the the fight with uh, was Stipe. Did he fight too? Did he fight Daniel Cormier too soon? After the Ingano fight, I think that we that that was proven uh, here in this particular fight because Stipe Miocic took a number of really solid shots uh, from Daniel Cormier, especially a number of uppercuts that he didn't see coming, um, and he just seemed to walk through them. Uh, I thought huh? in the one hundred eighty-two punches. Excuse me. He took 182 punches from Daniel Cormier. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's a lot it was a great fight, Marco. It was a great fight. They both punched each other a lot. It was a great fight. But I think that Daniel Cormier, as he said in the post-fight press conference, kind of let himself and his coaches down with not being able to wrestle. Um, I think that that was – Marco, I think that that was kind of – uh, um, because they were they were fighting so much, they were punching, and then he tried to go for a bunch of wrestling t- uh, tactics, and, and he just didn't have the arms. Uh, I just think that he Daniel Cormier looked a little bit tired into the championship rounds, and Stipe Miocic did not. And I thought that those 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 body shots just came out of nowhere. And like you said, Marco, what is it? Fourteen that he took. Daniel Cormier took. Fourteen. I mean, 14. that's that, That's a lot of shots to the body, man. And you know what? I celebrated. I celebrated, and I sent Pam a text message. It really pleases me to see Daniel Cormier get fucking handled like he did. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the third one too, uh, Marco. But uh, who knows what the uh, the UFC or Daniel Cormier wants to do? That to add to what you just said about the fight. The myth that Daniel Comedy did not try to wrestle is kind of sort of like forgotten on the fact that he went for a couple of takedowns and uh, Stipe stopped him. And, he, and Stipe, Stipe took, took him down. Twice, yeah. And nobody, nobody acknowledged the fact that Stipe took him down twice. I mean, before yeah. that, the only other person to take a DC down was John Jones, John Jones. ever. Yep. So now yep. Stipe You're right. put that, that cap to his freaking feather, uh, to his cap, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just didn't want to, DJ Tony, I didn't want to go crazy about telling you guys how I've been saying that Stipe Miocic is, you know, one of the best heavyweight champions of all time. I'm probably the best heavyweight champion of all time. But, uh, I mean, seeing what he did for me was was really nice to see. DJ Tony, I throw it back to you, brother. Here's the thing, though, guys, and we went 12 minutes on this on this uh, subject, so we'll yeah, move along. We'll try to move along because we have a Sorry. lot to talk about with Diaz and Costa. But I'll, I'll say this, guys, um, and I hate to throw the best ever because it's, it changes a lot often. Stipe's, Stipe's quality, there's no doubt about it. But I think Ngannou is going to 
knock them out, guys. Anyway, that's what we're looking ahead. See, I love it. There yet. I love it. So let's go to the welterweight we go, Proteus. Watch out, Proteus. And Marco, get ready because you know who's going to take us on a ride on this one, the beautiful Pam. Mm-hmm. To the welterweight we go as Nate Diaz loses to Anthony. No? Okay, that didn't happen. Uh-uh, Nate right. Diaz defeats Anthony Showtime Pettis. And to me, guys, Pettis turned his back twice in this fight. But, Pam, we go to you, mm-hmm. Nate Diaz. Defeat Anthony Showtime Pettis. Once again, I love it when Nate, especially Nate, bucks up Dana's plan. I that, that just you can't imagine the immense joy that it brings me. Oh my God! You know what? I, I can't even imagine being there. I would have loved to have been there, but I was. You know, couldn't do it. But when he came out, and you know, just it, it just. I mean. It, it must have been electrifying in there. I, I can't even imagine. But short and sweet because I'll talk your ear off for like two hours. I am so glad he won. Um, you know what? And his call out of Jorge Masvidal, genius. Absolutely genius. And now I wish that Dana would get Connor's balls out of his mouth and pay these guys because this is the fight that people want to see. We don't want to see a trilogy we want to see Masvidal and Diaz and give us what we want. Thank you. Boy, Proteus, what happened there? What happened to the whole Nate mother well, effing know, Diaz? Wow. I would, well, we you know, the, the only thing, the, I'm going to tell you something just real quick. The, the only thing that, that would have put like the cherry on the cake and whatever was if Nick would have walked out with him. That would have, I, I think that would have just, maybe that would have been, been Pandemonium there at the Coliseum, you know, not pandemonium, but pandemonium. <laughs> I got it, Perry. I got. I'm with you. I have something very true cool mm-hmm. that. I know what happened. Maybe that would have been too much craziness, you know. But um, I, I'm just scoop. so happy for yeah. Nate. Just, hmm. Marco has a scoop on this one. Okay. Oh, so give Nate me the Diaz, scoop. Nate Diaz was in the audience, <clears throat> but because Nate Diaz still owns the the. Uh, in Las Vegas Athletic Commission fines for his prior suspension, he's still technically suspended, so he he's not uh, freaking certified to be a cornerman on any commission. That is why he cannot walk out. Oh, wow. That's why he cannot corner Medias, because he, he owes the Nevada Commission $50,000, and he says, oh, I'm not paying it, so that's why he's not cornering his own. But Nick Diaz was ah. in the audience. Wow, but I'm surprised that they they didn't even show him there at the fight. You know, normally that they'll you know how they'll scan out and here's so and so, and I'm surprised that they didn't. Hey, Nick Diaz, do you know You're what I mean? You're surprised that Dana White is holding a grudge against well, now, Nate I got and you. Nick Diaz. Oh, especially okay. now that that Nate foiled his plans. Oh my God, I'm loving it. This it's like a it's it's like one of those novellas. I love it. Can, can I can I go next? Cause I got a lot to say. Well, first first I have to say. It's a big Diaz army, motherfucker. Love it. That's and, right. Uh, we need shirts and, like that. Okay. Masvidal and, and Diaz, you know, a gangster, but not, who is not a West Coast gangster. I mean, that is Christmas in August. Dude. You're going to make the fight, make it a five-round fight, and make it a pay-per-view because that is just printing money. And uh, with all this, and I, I don't know, I know that uh, you, we love to hate on Dana White, but don't you think Dana White look at the trilogy of DC and Stevie and he says, Freaking money printed all over. Don't you see he sees Nate Diaz and Masvidal now? I see him money printed all over. And I go a little further. When Cody Covington showed up and 17,000 people start booing and, and chanting, Cody suck and fuck you, Cody, all you can see was ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. That was one of the best days with the USC for the future money was because all it did was create money fights in the future. And whether you like it or not, as much as Dana White might dislike Nate Diaz or, or didn't want the fact that DC lost, you know what he really likes? He likes making money. That's why the guy has $500 million in the bank. And he's going to promote the share of those fight because he's, when he sees something that's going to make money, he will promote the share of it. So it was a good day for the future of the finances of the fighters and the USC. I'm not talking about the fighters overall, but I'm talking the particular fighters on the, school, on the, on the case at night. Nate Diaz, is a, a bona fide superstar right now. 
the guy has become a, a, a phenomenon. And uh, all you have to do is listen to that crowd when he walked to the freaking doors, and everybody started running his name and chanting him. And the, how they celebrated him after he won the fight, the post-fight interview, the post-fight show on ESPN+, Plus, and then the press conference. It was all gold. Navy has finally get it. He is not a, a, he's not a, like a, a, a marketing genius, but he's saying the right things to market, market his fights and make the most money he can before he retires. So bravo, Nate Diaz. Bravo. I'm eating every single minute of it, and I want to see the mass without fight, make millions of dollars of that, and then get the third fight with Connor and make even more millions of dollars of that, and then you can retire and become for the rest of your life because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Here, here. Proteus, we're going to go to you back-to-back. Nate Diaz defeats Anthony Showtime Pettis. Yeah, I mean, great win by Nate. Uh, Again, great marketing by him all week. Um, You know, going out there and smoking that CBD herb. uh, And really, you know, giving it to Dana. Yeah, giving it to Dana. and, and, And I loved how Dana was so sucking his cock at the uh, press conference, the post-fight press conference. Uh, you know, like DJ Tony, like you it. and I said uh, before we did the show, um, you know, uh, yeah, that he's the biggest star right now. I, I don't know why they hadn't been pushing him before. Maybe it was, you know, negotiations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, stupidity, stupidity. Anyways, let's talk about the fight. Um, Nate Diaz did come out and have a great fight. I think that it did help um, that Anthony Pettis did get injured um, in the first round. I thought that uh, after uh, Nate Diaz actually checked a kick, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a a Diaz brother actually checked a kick. (laughs) Uh, We had said coming into this fight that, you know, Anthony Pettis' path to victory was to kick. And you know what? He tried to kick, and Nathan Diaz put his knee into his uh, Anthony Pettis's ankle and broke it. And that's exactly what you want to do. Credit to Anthony Pettis for continuing on. But I think, ladies and gentlemen, in that third round, I think there was a lot of, you know, uh, advanced UFC fighter kind of uh, working going on. I think that Nathan Diaz was a bit tired after almost three years off or after three years off and, and Anthony Pettis having, you know, a really injured ankle. We saw the pictures on the Instagram. I think both guys decided, you know what, let's take this to the ground and let's have a ground battle. And the ground battle was intense. I give it to Anthony Pettis for being able to not get submitted by Nate Diaz, but I thought it was a, a, a veteran move by both guys to go, okay, you're a little bit winded. I have an, uh, uh, a, a serious injury uh, in my ankle. Let's go ahead and take this to the ground and, and make it a, an exciting fight. Um, great job to both guys. I thought that uh, I would love to see Showtime again at 170. I mean, it, it, again, Nate Diaz is a kind of a small 170, but he looked really big at 170 uh, this fight. Um, so great thing for Nate Diaz. I think the UFC needs to use Nate Diaz more, as we said two years ago, DJ Tony. So I'm glad that the UFC is finally listening to Amp Radio and getting on the Nate Diaz train. <laughs> Stephen Miocic, these are reported, by the way, not pay-per-view uh, points yet. We don't know any of that. Not, none of that gets reported. Stephen made 750 yes, grand, no win bonus. D.C. Daniel Cormier made a half a million dollars. Nate Diaz, 250000 with no win bonus over Anthony Pettis, who made one fifty-five. Uh, no, real quick. Uh, Nate Diaz, according to him, got wrestling by accident, training with a whole bunch of D1 wrestlers. And uh, he hit a single leg crank, dude. What is that to a high-level freaking takedown? So, yeah, Nate Diaz is sure. wrestling now by accident. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's always been good, Shout out Marco. to CBD. Cody, what was that? Wrestling by accident. I didn't hear you. Wrestling by accident is sponsored by CBD. 
Yeah, exactly. But I think that Nate Diaz has always had that game, you know, mm-hmm. in his back pocket. I mean, jiu-jitsu and wrestling, he just needed to learn a little more wrestling. So it's good to no, see he, that he, game getting rounded out. Yeah, he, jiu-jitsu is second to none. Man. He was always yeah. one step ahead of Anthony Perez. That was, that was awesome to watch, too. It was. The third round was quite intense uh, for the ground game. I enjoyed it. Uh, so let's move All on right, to we, UL Romero versus Paulo Costa. Hang on one second, Proteus. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Give me a second. Let me throw it to you. Give me a second because I got to let everybody know we have eight minutes, period, left in the show. So just just, I I, just bear with me here. Proteus, going back to you, performance of the night, of course, sorry, fight of the night, Paulo Costa versus Yoel Romero. Proteus, hit it. Yeah, I just thought that this fight was, you know, Paulo Costa's to lose. I thought that the first two rounds definitely went to Paulo Costa. I, I really had a hard time watching this fight because Yoel kept on, like, sticking <laughs> his tongue out every time he got really hit hard by Paulo Costa. But the third round definitely was uh, all Ho- Joel Romero. And uh, great fight, guys. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing this again if we have a – you know, some kind of uh, either mix up at the top, or maybe we need to fit Paulo Costa in if uh, Bobby Knuckles has to pull out. I love it, man. Bobby Knuckles, Brody has got to got to say this as well. This is going to literally get your fanny. I kid you not. Paulo Costa made 120 grand. That includes the 60,000 win bonus, and Yoel Romero wow. made 150. So all that beating for 120 grand, guys, fight of the night. Uh, Pam, I'm going to go to you. Yep. Paulo Costa, your boy, defeats a whole lot of crazy going on. And Joel Homero, what say you? That was a crazy fight. Um, you know, Sam was here watching it because she's a big Paulo Costa fan. And uh, but you know, like I said, I had picked Joel Romero because Joel Romero because. Um, seriously, he turns it on in the third round, and he did. But you know what? I, I saw when, when he was coming into the, the fight, he looked a little bit gaunt, like his eyes were kind of a little bit sunken in. He looked a little bit different, but, you know, no excuses. I am stoked that Paulo Costa hung in there and um, duked it out for three rounds, but he's forgetting. He's talking shit about uh, Whitaker. He's forgetting that Whitaker went the full 10 rounds with uh, Yoel Romero. True enough. Bless his heart, you know. But um, good fight. And I'm disappointed that they, even with fight of the night, that's all they made? 120 grand including the 60. Yeah, 120 grand including the 60K win bonus. Yeah. That's ridiculous. before I go to Marco, Pam, I got to give you guys this as well. This is going to really get Proteus's fanny. Your boy, Brent, uh, Derek Brunson, Pam, made 190K, including a 95K win bonus. So 190K, period, when he defeated Ian Hines. Keep in mind, Proteus, that includes that's more, that's $70,000 $70, more than Paulo Costa and about 40, 35 grand more than Anthony Pettis. And get this, about 70 grand, sorry, 20 grand more than Yoel, forgive me, 40 grand more than Yoel Romero. That, not sure what to say about that yet, uh, but that's a little strange. Uh, Marco, we go to you, fight of the night. Pam's boy, sure. Paulo Costa, defeated. <laughs> Since Pammy said it, I'm going to say it the right way, Joel Romero. Uh, for all the people that are complaining about money, get a better manager because they're not something right. But uh, uh, look, last Saturday, August 17th was my 48th birthday. And the UFC gifted me this gem of a card with awesome fights. But I said I was going to see a UFC fight, and I ended up watching Avengers Middleweights because Thor versus the Hulk happened in the middle of the <laughs> Thor being Pablo Costa and the Hulk being Joel Romero. And what a fantastic, entertaining, super cool fight, man. I mean, the guys beat themselves so much that Pablo Costa was in a freaking wheelchair after the fact for the freaking post-fight press conference. So, what can I say, man? It's one of the best middleweight fights I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, the last time I saw a, a beatdown like that was freaking Henderson versus Shogun. That was the last time I saw, I saw those two guys beat the shit out of each other like, 
like so hard, and, and everybody was nobody lost on the fight. I mean, Ondek scored because Paulo Costa won, and I aged it for Paulo Costa. I get the I get the first two rounds, the, the second round being a little closer than the the, the other ones, and the third round of course went to Joel. But what a freaking fight, man! I mean, if these guys did it two more times, I'll I'll be super happy. And mind you that the super freak Romero, the Cuban muscle crisis is 42 years old. What are you taking, Joel? I want to look like that. I'm 48 now. I'm really looking like a dad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Proteus, let's do this because we have we have about two minutes left, three minutes, guys. But we're going to do a quick up-down report and then quickly after that get into, of course, our closing thoughts. Closing? Closing? Boy, you know what? I have the Nate, Nate Diaz disease right now, guys. My fat tongue is getting... In my way, not joking. Cody, let's go to you. Up down report. Yeah. Who goes up? Who goes down? I'm gonna take Kamal Worthy uh, on my up report, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh, Daniel Cormier on my down report, brother. Legit, legit. And what what what's next for Stephen? Just out of curiosity, just who do you want to see next for Stephen? Well, I think we talked about it last week. I think the third uh, DC fight is the way to go. And then I think even if DC loses that fight against uh, Stipe, he still has a John Jones fight down uh, at 205. Okay, so let me – sorry, my bad. So let's assume, and it's a big assumption, that Cormier retires. So for all of you guys, I'm going to ask you guys the same question on this particular one. Let's just say DC retires, hopefully. What's next for Stipe? What's the next fight for you? Uh, it definitely is in Ghana. Nice. All right. Pam, mm-hmm. we go to you. Yep. Up, down, report. Who goes up? Who goes down? I have three ups. Uh, go Nate definitely it. goes up. And even though he Surprise. did not fight, Masvidal goes up, and Stipe definitely goes up. I'm not surprised, Mother Effers. Who goes down, Tammy? You know what? And this is, um, I think, um, and and don't let, it kind of makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it does. Stock goes down. I'm saying Dana and Connor. Connor's stock is down because, you know what? Who who the fuck is that guy now? You know, beating up old dudes in the bar. Nobody gives a shit about it. And Dana... You know, Daniel, Dana with his, he's not a needle mover, is eating crow right now. That's right. And this segment is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Haterade. Uh, shout Haterade. out to Haterade. Hashtag Haterade. Haterade. Uh, <laughs> so, Pam, before, yum, before yum, we yum. go, we leave your sponsor on this one. So assuming DC's out, next fight for Stipe is? Uh, Francis Ngano. It's, it's a no-brainer. Nice. All right. Marco, we're going to you. Up, down, report. Who goes up? Who goes down? Uh, Cody Sanhagen is my up. See, I tell you, I'm telling you guys. For sure. The new hotness He's of great. Bantamweight. He's the new hotness of Bantamweight. And, and you know, Rafael Asusar is not punk. And he he makes it look easy. And uh, down uh, for me is Anthony Perez because where do you go from, uh, from now? I mean, you try to reinvent yourself at 145. At 155, you're in the, the, the middle of the pack. And at 170 now, maybe has to call your cookies. So how do, what is next for you to remember? Your, Anthony Pettis is going to be the eternal gatekeeper. And on the hypothetical that, you know, Stipe doesn't get the C for the trilogy, screw you all. I want Stipe to get paid. I want John Jones to go to heavyweight and make a super fight with Stipe so Stipe can get some millions of dollars on his bank account. I want him to get paid. Francis Ngannou won't get him paid. John Jones will. Ouch. I got to throw this out there, guys, before we close, because uh, Marco brought this up. Corey Sanhagen, guys, made 154 grand. That's right. 77,000 of, of that was a win bonus, but he made 154 grand that night. Rafael Asancial made 79 grand. Oh, my God. Guys, Corey Sanhagen made more than Yoel Romero. Made more than Paulo Costa Fighters and made union a thousand dollars less than Anthony Pettis. 
If you didn't, if you didn't have a, if you didn't have a good manager, if there was just a fighters union, everybody would be getting paid what they should be getting paid. But like Marco said, if you have a good manager, you get paid. Go ahead, DJ Tony. You know what? Well, let's make this short. Shout out of the week. I'm going to change it up, you guys. Shout out of the week, Pam. What is your yep. shout out of the week? That could be your guilty pleasure. Doesn't make a difference. Your shout out of the week. Hit it. Guilty pleasure, 90 Day Fiance, trash TV at its finest. <laughs> guys, we need to let Pam explore other channels, guys, because she is stuck <laughs> on that 90 Day Fiance for the last three months. Proteus, we go to you. What is your shout out of the week? My shout out of the week, DJ Tony, is uh, Terrence Crawford on the Joe Rogan Ooh. experience where he says exactly what we've been saying tonight. MMA fighters are not getting paid enough money for putting all of the, the, the risk that they put on their bodies, on their lives. They are not getting paid enough money. And Terrence Crawford, one of the best boxers of all time, backs me up. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. And my shout-out of the week before I, before Marco closes the show, you know what? Shout-out to Hannah Cyphers. I've never been so nervous about a person being so nervous about being interviewed on TV. Son of a gun. <laughs> Someone give her a hug. Poor Hannah Cyphers. Marco, we go to you. Close the show. My shout-out of the week is to Kobe Covington because for all the people that are hating his gimmick, the gimmick is working. He's the most hated guy in MMA. And all he I does, and all he does uh, here is dollar signs. Kachin, kachin, kachin. Whatever you're doing, Kobe Covington, don't keep doing it because it's gonna make you a millionaire. Now, follow Tony. I'm DJ Tony. Follow Papa Pandora Box. Follow Producer at Produce. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow the show at Another MMA Cast. Read and review as knuckleheads. Read on. Freaking Google Play, iTunes, Blocktop Radio. By the way, Blocktop Radio, what the hell is with all technical difficulties? Get that shit fixed. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? It is a live week of fight this week. We got Bellator. That is, yeah. all right, Mitrion is okay against Caritano. And you can watch it on Paramount for free. You don't got the sun. If you got the sun, I don't know, what, whatever. Uh, we're going to leave you guys. Thank you guys, Mick Creek. Enjoy the fires. We got, we got to look forward to China next week. Yay. Just like that. You know what I mean? We are out of here. Bye, y'all. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Yay. Yay. <laughs>